listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast. We believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can visit us at www.sevenrivers.org backslash students. This is the place where we talk about the spilt milk of parenting teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) I am Mikey Puckett. And I'm Sarah Harris. And we believe all students are Are lovable lovable through a relationship relationship with Jesus. Jesus. Man, I thought I would be tired of doing that with you. No. It just feels right. It feels right. I don't think we'll ever get tired of it. It feels great. Okay, so we launched our first podcast episode I think it went okay. It, yeah, I think so too. I, I had a good time. I had a great time. I was a little. I got a little sad. It was. It was there were some parts. There were some low yeah. parts. Yeah, and we I went think to the that's kind of what we're trying to do here. We're trying yeah. to get you to step into your story, yeah. step into your childhood trauma, step into the hurt and pain that you've experienced. And Sarah, by the way, <laughs> almost just fell out of her chair. <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is this is good. Con- this is the stuff. I. This is the stuff people want <laughs> to know. As if you almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Which is at least three times per episode. Exactly. <laughs> it's fine. Anyways, uh, yeah, we, we're essentially diving into the hurt and pain of our childhood. And we asked you to think about little little you. Uh, and we thought about little Mike. We thought about little Sarah. What did that person look like? How did you feel towards that person? Mm-hmm. And then we took you through an ACE test, essentially, uh, adverse childhood experience test, where we asked you a bunch of questions, and if you answered yes to any of those, we said, go to counseling, just like us. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do. So do it. Go for it. It's, it's, it's going to be very helpful, um, and we couldn't advocate more um, for professional counseling. Uh, or you, you can talk to the pastors, too, here. You can talk with us, too. We're, we're here with you. And, and really, we want, we want everyone to know that this podcast is for people who are wrestling with the cycle of failure and shame as parents. And so that's that's... that's that's us. us. Yeah, we're <laughs> wrestling f- through the cycle of failure and shame in our lives, and mm-hmm. you are too. And so we're coming together to just talk about that um, and to work through that. And the reason why we can do that is because of Jesus, uh, which is just the best mm-hmm. news for you and I who have fallen short and uh, need a Savior. And so if you're here, you're at the end of yourself, you're feeling like, I can't make it another day parenting my teenager. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you are the you're in the right spot. You are with friends. Uh, get a cup of coffee. <laughs> it can be hot or cold. Sit down and just enjoy that. Enjoy, you know, talking through some of this stuff with us, wrestling with us. And um, as always, if you have any questions, uh, email us at srsm at sevenrivers.org. Maybe you have a story you want to share. Maybe you have mm. some feedback, some thoughts. And we want to we want to engage with yeah. that stuff. So send, send it to stories. us. Email us. Uh, anyways, so today. What are we doing? Oh, yeah. Are you excited, Sarah? I'm Sarah actually doesn't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to be the color. That's right. She's the color <laughs> analyst. Uh, she, she brings in all the life. I bring it down. She brings it up. Hopefully, we land in the middle. So we're somewhere. in the middle. <laughs> so Volume-wise anyway. and content-wise. That's right. That's right. So today on Spilt Milk, we are going to be talking about encountering Jesus in the spilt milk. Yes. So in the mess, encountering Jesus. So this is the good stuff. Uh, I felt like I... I felt like we left them 
pretty pretty down last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So we're bringing in some hope today. Yeah, we're going to bring in, yeah, the only way for there to be hope for you and I uh, yes. and, and for our listeners. So news. here we go. Let's, let's, what do we, what do we, we send it, right? Let's send it. Let's send it. it. Let's send it. <laughs> All right, so essentially last time we talked about The Lion King. <laughs> Great animated film. We're not going to let Trip watch it yet. Not yet. Not yet. But a day's coming when he's going to see it and know about the circle of life. <laughs> so it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so we talked about The Lion King, and we're going to continue with that illustration for today when we're talking about engaging our stories, encountering them um, with Jesus at Simba has a pretty awesome friend named Nala. She's awesome. She's the best. The uh, coolest. Yes. Yeah, My favorite Disney princess, maybe. Really? Really? I think so. Does it count as a Disney princess if it's a lion? A lion. Ness. Yeah. She's, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say yes. You're going to say she yes. Marries, she marries the king of the jungle. So she's really the queen. The queen. And that was a spoiler. Yikes. Sorry, we didn't even alert people say we we're spoiling the to. movie. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so if you disagree with Sarah, please uh, email her at sharris at sevenrivers.org. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or in, and, uh, and, le- and I'll debate ignore her. all of those emails. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, essentially, Nala is awesome because she comes and finds Simba in the jungle, reminds him, and brings him home. So mm-hmm. I love this character, and I love... And, you know, as we're talking about story, I love how, you know, people don't move unless they have an inciting incident mm-hmm. characters like story 101. Uh, I learned this from Donald Miller in his book. I think it's a million miles in a thousand yes. years. Great Guys, book, right? Greatest book. Well, he talks about as he's studying creating stories uh, that you have characters and characters uh, don't transform unless there's this inciting incident. Mm-hmm. And he talks about a story is about transformation. So it's not a story if things don't transform from either good to bad or bad to good. Something has to happen for it to become a story, all right? Something has to transform. It has to start somewhere and end somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's really cool about you diving into your story. It's about your transformation, and that's why we want you to dive into your childhood stuff because we want you to realize <laughs> how you have become you mm-hmm. um, and how you're parenting from that space and from that spot, um, from that spot of where the milk has been mm-hmm. spilt, <laughs> I yeah. love I love that name. I, it, I'm getting used to it. Is it is it growing on you? It's growing on me. It hasn't soured yet. Ha- <laughs> That's hashtag. Dad you're brilliant. Jokes. You are brilliant. Yeah, thank you. I've been sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> I get, yeah. I can okay. Tell. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> derailed it. We oh were going somewhere and then oh I derailed goodness. us. I'm sorry. Uh, but essentially, uh, that for someone to transform, they have to have an inciting incident. Mm-hmm. And story writers or authors will do that with characters. And so they bring in characters, a new character will be added or brought in to affect the hero um, and to result in what the story is is directing towards, mm-hmm. the authors directing their characters to. Sometimes authors can't figure out how to do it, and we call it writer's block. And they're like, how do I get this character to do what I want mm-hmm. um, that makes sense to the reader? And so essentially in the story of The Lion King, they need to get Simba out of the wilderness, out of the jungle, and back home to 
fulfill his destiny, mm-hmm. to fulfill what he's made for, um, and how um, he's designed and his and to inherit his kingdom. And the the thing that needs to happen, someone needs to go get him in order for this to happen, <laughs> or else he's going to stay in the wilderness and in the jungle forever because it's so comfortable. Yeah, man. So. Nala is the inciting incident where she shows up and she reminds him of who he is. Uh, she knows him and knows who he is and knows his story and knows his history and says, come home. Mm. This is what our podcast is trying to be. We want to be your inciting incident. We want to be the characters that enter into your story and say, come home. Uh, we want We want to come in and invite you to come home um, and to pick up maybe professional counseling, or we want to invite you to engage with one of your best friends who's earned the right to hear your story and to call them up today mm-hmm. and say, I got some things I want to talk about. Um, I've got some things to process. And maybe it's to call your own parents. That could be it too. Uh, and to, to wrestle through um, that hurt and that pain. Um, but so we're just kind of saying, hey, let us be your inciting incident. Let us be the, you know, the Nala's uh, to your, <laughs> I don't know, Simba. Simba. <laughs> yeah. Your Simba Sounds stories. Good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, these are, these are these are these are the reason why I need to think this through yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, we, we're going to have this encounter, and for all of us, uh, in, in all honesty, our encounters with Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus comes to Earth and He finds us, mm-hmm. um, and He reminds us of who we are, um, that we are God's children, um, and He makes a way for us to be adopted as His children, mm-hmm. um, and He brings us home, and so. That that's what we're really just mm-hmm. trying to get at is is really is you know as much as me and Sarah want to say we're <laughs> we're the heroes we're coming <laughs> in we're the Nala's it's it's really it's really Jesus, Jesus. Uh, and so and that's why this podcast is this is mm-hmm. because Jesus did this with us and uh, we want to just we want to do it with him uh, mm-hmm. so uh, have there been any Nala's in your life Sarah mm-hmm. where you've experienced a friend or someone come into your life and say hey. Um, this is who you are. Come home. Yeah, you're you're putting me on the spot there, Mikey. I know. <laughs> I didn't tell her I was going to ask her. This he did. Question. He did not tell me he was going to ask me this. Yeah, I mean, I think um, one of the things I was thinking about earlier is even Nala as Simba's friend is this really cool picture of community. Just living life in community. Um, you see in the beginning of the movie, and then later in the end of the movie that this is like this super tight tribe of people, of, of people, of, of lions. <laughs> um, and, and the inciting incident for Simba happens because he and his family have previously lived in community. And so I think even for myself, I see these, these inciting incidences that bring me back to a place of, I think of, of remembering my value of understanding my value because my, our value is never lost in a trauma. It's never lost. Um, if, even if we never engage our story, we are still equally valuable. But our ability to lead from a place of humility and a, a, from a place of engaging our story, um, I think, makes us more effective. And it comes, in my case, those inciting incidents have come from a place of living in community, have come from p- people who knew me deeply and saw me and who I was willing to be vulnerable with. And so, yeah, I would say I've had a couple people um, who have who kind of mm. reminded me who I was, of my value, um, yeah. and that these traumatic things that have happened don't define me, um, because Jesus yeah. says, yeah, I think for me recently, it's been this like work. It's called story sage with Dan Allender. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a counselor in Seattle. I'm doing this, this story work and 
this happened like literally a week or two ago and I was like going through it and I'm like learning how to listen to people's stories and hear their stories. I'm like, all of a sudden I'm listening to someone share their story, you know, <laughs> and I'm re I'm resonating with their story of trauma so much. Like I'm going, Oh my God. And she's, you know, in the story, she talks about herself as a little kid and, mm -hmm. and she starts, you know, saying the things that she thinks about herself as a little kid. And they were just so similar to how I was thinking about myself as a little kid. And then I'm like, man, am I operating? Am I spending a lot of my life operating um, in this way? And I think, and this has been something really fascinating for me. I think I do youth ministry because, uh, and, and, you know, this is me trying to be vulnerable. Um, and I could be wrong, but I think it's because middle school Mikey uh, missed some things, wasn't seen. And I think I'm, I do ministry with mm -hmm. middle schoolers and high schoolers because I'm trying to find that again. Yeah. I'm trying to find, uh, and I think that's a big driving force behind the reason why I love kids um, is because I'm trying to love myself when mm -hmm. I was in middle school and high school. Um, and I think that if I love these kids and if I love these high schoolers, then maybe I would be able to love myself as a middle schooler and high schooler because, you know, uh, there's a famous Reliant K song that says, oh. um, who I am hates who I've, I've been, been and who I've been, <laughs> um, you know, you know, essentially it's all about like kind of hating mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and I think I, I hated myself a lot in middle school and high school. Uh, and I just, I hated, I think I hated the way I looked. I think I hated mm -hmm. the way I acted and talked. I think I hated on um, the way I made other people feel. Mm -hmm. And so going, I think a lot of the reasons why I'm driven to student ministry is actually from a place of hurt and trauma. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I think that's a lot of reason why <laughs> everyone is in ministry. <laughs> right. It's because they've <laughs> experienced this trauma. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I go back and, and I think about, uh, you know, and I, as we're talking about this with parents, like, I want you as the listener, as a parent, to realize that you're probably operating as a parent. You're probably, and even in your work, you're probably operating from a place um, where you're hurt or you're trying to prove something or trying to earn something or gain something or achieve something mm -hmm. that and it's something outside of the gospel, outside of the love of Jesus is driving you. Mm -hmm. And this is only going to cause you to do the same wounds and repeat the same stuff to your children. And so what we're trying to do here is say, Jesus loves you. Jesus, you matter to him. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you are significant to him. And, and he sees you as his beloved child. Mm -hmm. And he comes after you. Um, and he finds you. He sees you and listens to you. And he blesses you. And, and with this, and with this, this is where we can go, okay, I can take a deep breath. I can remember little Mikey. I can go back to middle school Mikey, high school Mikey. I can bring this up and I can wrestle with my story. And, and, and I can, I can try to work through why am I so angry? Why I'm so mm -hmm. kind of violent mm -hmm. towards my little kid's self. It's almost like I re abuse myself in my mind over mm -hmm. and over again. And then how is that going to affect the way that I parent my kids? Mm -hmm. It's always going to be coming from this place of I'm treating them kind of the way and pushing them kind of in the way that I'm pushing my little kid self. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't make any sense. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think of the, um, I think of the stereotypical football dad who is like just obsessed with their son being a you know a, gr a great football player right. great baseball player um because they injured themselves or because mm. they weren't quite good enough or because you know whatever the case may be they they didn't mm. quite make it to the place that they wanted to be and so 
out of that um, place of inadequacy, they push um, their son or their daughter or whoever um, to to fill the shoes that they couldn't fill um, because they haven't engaged that story. They still feel like there's something that, mm. that needs to be achieved. Um, and if only this person can do it, then I'll be okay. Mm. Um, and just, just thinking through um, if we engaged our stories, mm. what, um, how, how different would life be for, for the people that were around, right. not just our children, but the, the students that we're discipling or our, our spouses or our best friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I think having like a, so I go back and I think about my, even my youth pastor, I probably should text him or call him. And I think, man, that guy, he, he found me, he saw me, mm-hmm. he listened to me and he blessed me. I don't remember any of his sermons. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jason. I don't remember. We love you, Jason. <laughs> Jason Vargas, I love you. I don't remember any of his sermons. I don't remember the worship. I don't remember the games. I don't remember. But what I do remember is, uh, that he was there mm-hmm. uh, and he was present. And, you know, I think something that I struggle with as a little kid, and I think I talked about this uh, last time, was I, f- I felt like I wasn't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, I kind of, like, do this little dance where I, like, disqualify that feeling because all your needs were met. You had mm-hmm. plenty of food. You had plenty of clothes. You had, I mean, you had shoes. You know, you had, a, you know, you had the basic needs met. But... I'm trying to learn how not to disqualify that and go, okay, that was a real feeling. I really experienced that as a kid in my family, not feeling seen and kind of feeling somewhat muted mm-hmm. uh, with my voice. Um, and then, you know, I'm I'm in that situation, but then like being seen by my youth pastor mm-hmm. and I go back and I, and I see that and how that w- is really, really beautiful, how he came alongside my parents and he saw me um, and he worked with me and I was going through a box of my memorabilia the other day, literally yesterday. <laughs> and I got all these postcards and I don't even remember getting these postcards, but I started pulling up these postcards that I saved and they're all from him. <laughs> He's been sending me these postcards like saying, Hey, here's, you know, thinking about you. And even though they were like three sentences, I was like, it was just affirmation to me that you were, someone was, did mm-hmm. see you as a little kid. Um, and it was kind of like this work of the Lord that I went through my memorabilia yesterday, a, f- a bit of it, and was able to see that and be reminded, like, man, the church did see me. God did see me. Um, he was with me. And I experienced that through my youth pastor, Jason. Um, because as parents, like, we can't, we're going to fail our kids, um, mm-hmm. and we're going to um, let them down, and we're going to miss them um, in so many ways. And we're going to have regrets. Um, and so if you're a parent and you're like, oh, man, I probably don't see my kid enough or don't, uh, I think you're in good company. Uh, I think we're all going to, um, experience and I think all our kids are going to a degree feel um, unseen and mm-hmm. and really their only way that they can really f- be satisfied it's not by you it's by being seen by their Lord their mm-hmm. God their creator mm-hmm. and we all long to be known by our creator and we all long to know him uh, and sometimes I think kids can misassociate that with parents and say sure I want to be known by my mom and dad and then that doesn't happen but really what the kid really wants to be known by is their creator Mm-hmm. Um, and is their Lord and their God and their King, and that's G- and that's Jesus. They they long for that, um, and so do you. Um, you even as parents are also kids. <laughs> you are someone's <laughs> children, uh, and you might long. Maybe your dad or mom has passed away, or maybe you don't have a relationship with them, and you wish they knew you. And that's that's something to grieve. Um, but the greater longing in your heart is actually to be known by your Father in heaven, um, 
who knew you before um, time began. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, that's a, a cool concept to kind of resonate and wrestle with. And I think what I, I'm trying to get at is, um, is as a youth pastor, you know, I can't fix your kids. You know what I mean? Even if I was counseling, because like even your counselors, they can't fix you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get to be, and what an honor and a sacred calling to be people who see them in this moment as middle school and high schoolers and be like, I, I saw you as a kid. When I, hopefully one day I get to go to their <laughs> weddings and go, I knew you as a little <laughs> kid. Like I saw you. Um, and I think that's something sweet to know that I have adults in my life who saw me and knew me and they actually still love me, <laughs> which is <laughs> a miracle, miraculously, <laughs> which is the gospel. <laughs> so, yeah. Jesus must be real. If uh, people can love, <laughs> people can love middle us. school and high school Mikey and still like want to have a relationship with me as an adult. So, um, yeah. Anything resonating with you there, Sarah? Some of those. Yeah, I think. um, Yeah, just kind of everything. We I think one of the hallmarks of our ministry is a place where people belong. We talk about it all the time. Um, And I think that I don't know an adult in the world who doesn't resonate with the idea that at some point they didn't feel like they belonged, Mm. whether it was in their family or in their friend group or in their youth group or at school or on their baseball team or whatever. There's always a moment where we just don't feel like we belong. Some of those moments are short lived and some of those last, you know, 30 years. Um, And so I think that the idea of being seen by God um, is just the reminder that he our, our Savior is the only constant, is the only place that we will always belong yeah. when we've been called into His family. And so I just love, I love that hope that we have when we realize for the first time, like, oh my gosh, I do belong somewhere. Yeah. I might not belong anywhere else in the world, but I, yeah. I belong in this family. Um, and that sense of peace and that sense of hope and that sense of even excitement is just yeah. unbelievable to me. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Ray Cortez, our lead pastor here at Seven Rivers, and I was talking to him, and he just kind of, as we were talking, he just kind of, he said these words, and it was just kind of like a, it just kind of shook me a little bit. He said, at the end of the day, if if our church, if Seven Rivers comes crumbling down and falls apart and all the accolades and all that mm-hmm. stuff, achievements, at the end of the day, and this is what Ray said, at the end of the day, I'm just glad that I'm in the family. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad I'm in the family. <laughs> and I was like, man, that is just, that is so good. He's, he's essentially saying, I'm glad I'm home. I'm glad I came mm-hmm. home. I'm glad I remembered who I was, a beloved child of God. And so, you know, th- this morning I was reading in Genesis 16, this is crazy uh, how the Holy Spirit works, but I wasn't even thinking about bringing this up. But I read the story about Hagar and Sarai mm-hmm. uh, and Abram. And essentially, you know, this story is, it's kind of a little bit like the Simba story. Um, the Lion King story is Hagar is, uh, is, is, you know, Abraham listens to Sarai. Uh, Abraham um, sleeps with Hagar and um, Hagar and Sarai's relationship is broken. Um, Hagar is, you know, Sarai's, uh, um, essentially is Sarai's um, uh, servant or, 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 or better word, kind of slave. Um, and so there's this, there's this kind of contempt that begins um, between them, and um, Sarai um, afflicts Hagar, um, and in the affliction, Hagar, it's so bad for Hagar that she actually flees mm. her home, um, goes into the wilderness, um, and then the Lord meets her out in the wilderness, 
um, and she doesn't know she's she has a baby yet. And she says, the Lord says, I've given you a child. There's a child um, inside of you. Um, and and he f- and it says it literally says in Genesis 16 that the Lord found her. Um, the angel of the Lord came and found her, went out and sought her out and found her. And then um, it says that uh, the angel of the Lord has heard her, listened to her, and then the an- and then they they blessed her. God blessed her. And so, um, but the call for Hagar was to come back to Abram and Sarai, was to come back to the place where she felt affliction <laughs> and pain. What? That is crazy. <laughs> so the Lord, the Lord finds her, the Lord mm-hmm. listens to her, and then says, return home. Come home back to where you experience affliction and pain, um, and you will be blessed. How, when I think about going back to my childhood trauma and my pain, and, and when I take that ACE test and I think about revisiting those injuries, mm-hmm. that how is there a blessing in that? <laughs> and, 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 and so that is the call of the gospel, is to go back home, go back to those places, and experience and encounter a living Jesus. And I... And I think that's really, really difficult. But I think you can know from Genesis 16 that the Lord will bless you. Mm-hmm. You can know from the resurrection of Jesus that life is on the other side of death. Mm-hmm. And so I want maybe our parents who are listening to this, I want you to think about that ACE test again and maybe go back and listen to it or, or Google ACE test and take it. And then I want you to imagine those moments where you said yes to those questions, I want you to recreate that in your imagination. Rethink about those things um, and get into the details, the particulars. What was the color of the room? Um, where were you? Um, were you at home? Were you somewhere else? Um, were you on vacation? Recreate the scene. Imagine your little self there in that scene as a child. And then step into that scene as you now, as an adult. And the question I, w- I want you to ask is, how would you behave with that kid? Would you do the same things that that adult would do? Or would you step in and defend and protect and love that child mm-hmm. um, in that moment? Um, I just want to invite the parents and this listening to this to do that uh, mm-hmm. and take time to, to go back home, go back to their childhood, mm-hmm. and go back to those spots, um, go back to the places where they felt affliction. Um, because I, I, I believe that because of the gospel, you'll experience blessing mm-hmm. and you'll experience life from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think from there, you'll be able to parent in a way that is mm-hmm. life changing. Um, and, and in some ways, um, at the end of the day, if you just completely fail at parenting, which <laughs> we all will, at least you're in the family. At least you're in the family. Like you're in the family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, um, as you as you engage those <laughs> those traumas those afflictions do it do it with someone I would say mm. uh, we yes. can th- because I think if I if I engage my affliction alone mm. um, it, it can be it can feel easier maybe because I can say whatever I want to little Sarah but if I have if I have you know Marsha or Lindsay or David or or Rich or Mikey or Ray or whoever sitting next to me and listening, you know, I, um, they can, they can remind me of the gospel as I'm in that valley, as I'm in that hard place and, and remind me like the things that you're saying right now, 
let's think through that. Let's talk through that. Let's figure out why that's your reaction. Um, I think that can be really valuable. So doing it alone um, might feel easier because you don't have to share the vulnerability, but doing it with someone in, in some sort of community, mm-hmm. um, I think can, can tenfold add to the benefit of, of engaging your story. Church, a church. Oh, oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> wow, the Lord God Jesus set up for us the church. He said, "Come wow. home, and you don't have to come home alone it's because <laughs> I have a community uh, here for you." It's uh, like he knew on Earth. Yeah, I don't know. That's How does he do that? It's crazy. <laughs> no, seriously, I echo that. I think that's what makes Seven Rivers though beautiful. Oh yeah, for me is I have people here that know my story. Um, I can talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it and if you're a parent here and you feel like you don't have that like Sarah and I we're here mm-hmm. uh, w- c- come and talk to us uh, we're in the offices Monday through Thursday <laughs> from nine to five nine so five. come check come check it out um, talk with us we want we want we want to know you we want to know your story um, just as much as we want to know your kids stories mm-hmm. and uh, we want to see you uh, and we and we want to tell little you um, that they matter and mm-hmm. that they're lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we say all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus, once upon a time you were a student <laughs> and that means it to you too. So like yep. we, we're saying that to you uh, as well. Uh, and I needed it. I just need to hear that for myself. Mm-hmm. So, well, thanks for listening guys. Number two. I thought this was going to be shorter. Yeah, I did too. We, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Why do I talk so much? We have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> the people listening are used to it. I know. <laughs> I don't yeah. think anyone's surprised. <laughs> Man, I thought. I mean, I was like, "Oh, this will be real quick." Okay, yeah. here we go. So, but look next at, time, next guys. Time. Next time, we might be shorter. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, <laughs> you matter, and you're loved. We love you guys. Thank you for being here today for the Spilt Melt podcast. We are so thankful that you tuned in. Um, we would love for you to like and subscribe our podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Also, if you loved this content, we would love for you to share this with your friends. We think this is valuable content and we want it to get out there. Also, you can give us a five-star review. That would be super helpful. It gets it to people um, who it may not have gotten to otherwise. If you want to follow us anywhere else, you can follow us on Instagram at Seven River Student Ministry. You can also follow us on Facebook at Seven River Student Ministry. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, advice on how to podcast, you can email us at srsm at sevenrivers.org. Thanks for tuning in today.